This is Never Sleep Again, and you're listening to The Behrman Chronicles. A podcast where we discuss all things sci-fi and horror. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing episode two of All of Us Are Dead. So that's season one, episode two. Yeah. If you haven't been watching the show, if you have not already watched the show in this in its entirety, there will be a copious amount of spoilers <laughs> in there. Yes. And also, what are you waiting for? Right. Go check it out. It's been out now since February or the end of January, really. The, so. uh, about the end of January, early February. It's only one of the best shows that Netflix has to offer in our opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's get down to it. Right. Okay. So at the beginning of this episode, it starts off with the principal receiving a call from students that there are zombies, <laughs> claiming that there are zombies at the school. This scene was a really funny scene as we're shown not only just how bad of a principal <laughs> that this principal is, but the other teacher's reaction to him, uh, to the way he was talking about it, is just even with even what I'm assuming to be bad dubbing, it, <laughs> yeah. it was just which made it even funnier. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Definitely made it even funnier. Uh, he makes he makes the wrong call. Uh, the principal that is makes the wrong call in trying to trying to contain whatever this incident is and trying to handle it in house because he's just, you know, that's the way his character is written. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's pretty stupid yeah. and he's proven to be, uh, he's proven to be an incompetent leader. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, he gets this call and he's upset because he's like, he wants to contain it, you know, in house. Right. He doesn't want anybody else. He doesn't want the bad knowing. press. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want the bad press. And, you know, if you listen to our last episode, you'll know that by now the zombie outbreak has started at the school. And so there's all this chaos and the teachers still don't quite understand exactly what's happening. Right. But they know, I mean, the principal, he doesn't want it getting out. <laughs> right. He doesn't want it getting out and he doesn't really want to get his own hands dirty yeah. at all. He doesn't really seem that at, at all concerned with the safety of the children he really doesn't. Right. And we're shown Miss Park again. We, we've mm-hmm. seen her. We saw her earlier in the last episode when a student infected with the zombie virus, which we didn't know. What, we didn't know that it was totally a zombie right. virus in the last one. That's sarcasm, of course. But, <laughs> well, okay, the characters didn't know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we see Miss Park again. Cool. Yeah, and she is not in agreement with the principal trying to keep this under wraps. Right. Oh, yeah, because she actually called the police. And he's upset that she called the police regarding this incident concerning uh, the student who was bit and was taken to the hospital. And Miss Park is like, I'm leaving. She She's going to leave the office. And she says, I'm going to tell the kids to leave, you know, to go home. Because clearly this is not something that they can handle themselves. Right. Right. She makes the good. She makes the right call. She makes the only call that should have been made. Now, the only reason why I disagree with trying to send the kids home at that moment and Miss Park doesn't. I, I don't believe that at this point, Miss Park really just knows just how bad no. it is by this point, even though they don't show they don't really show us that much of the city at this point. There's still there's still issues going on with it spreading. It it hasn't spread. It hasn't gotten as bad as it could get. Yeah. And they don't really know what they're dealing with. Well, at this point, it hasn't right. really spread in the city yet. Right. Because we have. Um, so the student who was first bit at the school, Hyangju, she was taken to the hospital. And so she's still kind of sedated. At the right. hospital, that's really how it starts to spread. Spread to throughout the yeah. city. Yeah. So I agree with you. Trying to send yeah. the students home and not understanding what's happening, so many of those students could have been infected and just taken it with them right out and out of the school. Right. Or um, I can really forgive her decision of trying to send them home because she doesn't really know how it spreads. Yeah. At this point, all they know is that there's some people who 
clearly look like zombies <laughs> doing things that zombies do. Yes. And that's that's just all that's that's just about it. Right. I'm I'm sure that if anybody could see you, you know 28 days later activities happening outside, they would probably assume the best that they can do is stay put. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling brave enough, start clearing floors. Right. And, and boarding things up and start clearing floors and you you clear, you know, go room by room as best as you could, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe clear out the hallways of any zombies and then go and then go room by room. So you don't have ambushes happening. Try to block off the top stairway so no more can get up there so you can really take control right. of a floor. But I guess we can leave that for for um another conversation <laughs> of how we what we would do mm-hmm. in that situation so n- next we're shown another teacher again yeah the science teacher <laughs> the science teacher, mr lee <laughs> yeah the one Creepy who mr. started lee. it all and he's being interrogated uh bible back- thumper can I, call, call the Bible can, I, can I call him a Bible Oh thumper? my gosh. The way he bashed his son's <laughs> head in with that Bible. Okay. Anyway, that was episode one. <laughs> so here we have him being interrogated at the police station. Yes. And so he's trying to explain to the detective, um, you know, how this thing started. Right. And he's getting frustrated because he feels like they're not listening to him. However, yeah. I must point out he doesn't really do a good job at communicating exactly what happened and in a more concise way. He kind of like tells a story. You think for like artistic reasons because of, you know, the show or the direction? You know or... That's a very interesting angle that you bring up. Yeah. Because I was talking about the character. Ah. I feel that he's definitely not telling us everything that he knows, even as even us as viewers. Okay. And I think that what he's not telling people is that there is, there might be some way to, to uh, stop, at least try to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want, he, he wants, he feels he was wrong. He feels like his son was wrong. He wants retribution. He's obviously a stark raving lunatic <laughs> who wants, yeah. who, um, and, and wants to get, you know, who wants to get uh, retribution? To be fair, he did try to go through every legal channel that he possibly could. The only thing they don't really show him doing is they don't really show him try to bring some type of social media awareness to to uh, what the bullies were doing to his son. Not only what the bullies were doing to his son, but also... Uh, the school board's failure to intervene and also the cops, the cops failure to try to take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Those I'm sorry, but those bullies didn't even get a stern warning or yeah. talking to where if we hear anything like, OK, you might have been just playing. Stop playing with him. Right. You know, you know, and, and this is over. And if we hear anything else about it, well, we're going to take. We're going to take some action. We're right. going to take disciplinary action. And so we didn't even see that. So the father is understandably mad. It's just you don't have to create zombies. Mm-hmm. To, so he's lost his mind and he's done that. I think he's I think he's being vague with the police officers on purpose so that they can't figure out a way to try to, you know, start immediately killing them or whatever it takes to stop the really? spread. Okay. That's what I think that, that That's was about. That's an interesting yeah. angle. And perhaps you're right. But, um, you know, it was frustrating me <laughs> because I'm just like, oh my you. gosh, just tell them. Like, you created a virus and it's spreading throughout the school. But uh, that right. didn't happen. Um, so we move on in the episode and we see um, Anjo Um, She's in the lunchroom, and if you watched the last episode of the series, or even if you listened to our previous episode about episode one of All of Us Are Dead, you'll know that it ended with a scene where chaos is breaking out in the lunchroom, and Anjo is um, being targeted by one of the zombies, and it comes upon her. We don't know what happens next. It cuts, the scene cuts, and that's the end of the episode. Well... 
we're now shown what else transpired. And so she was able to get away. We see that Chong San is, is able to help her and they are able to escape through a window inside of the lunchroom. And so they make it outside and they climb up to like up this, they kind of scale up the side of the building yeah. and they're able to climb in through a window, get into the hall of the school up on the second floor. That was such an action packed scene. It was. Really yeah. just, you see the, you see the truck headed right for them. Yeah. It narrowly misses them. Great action then in they, this show, by the way. Then they hop up. These just, <laughs> but it's one of the things I find funny about the show. It goes, it goes from regular drama, and then the characters turn into action heroes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, they successfully make it up there, and they enter into a classroom, and there they meet Isak and Gyeongsu. So remember, Isak is uh, Anjo's best friend, and Gyeongsu is Jungsun's best friend. So they're there, and when they get into the classroom, <laughs> like a hand hits the window, they're scared. But it's none other than Suhyuk and Namra. So they actually, we saw in the last episode, they were outside on the bridge, and Suhyuk actually saves Namra from being attacked. So they make it into the classroom as well. Some other students are there, and we're kind of seeing. Um, the main cast of characters. Right. That's you know, where the they really pull it. That's where they really form it together. Right. To give us the main dramatic cast. Yep. That that drives the show. Exactly. And, you know, we're brought to a scene where we see the girl who was previously in that in the first episode where it looked like she might have been sick. Right. We don't really and, know what's going on with yeah. her, but it seems like she's hiding something. It seemed like she was seems hiding like she's something. she's sickly and she's hiding something. I felt so bad for this girl because she did the right thing like by going to the nurse. And then when the other girl who was who got bit by the laboratory mouse. Yes. They just really they just really forgot all about they her. Really did. They just <laughs> <laughs> She went to the nurse and the nurse immediately turned her attention to, you know, patient zero. Right. You know, the she new, the new patient off. zero. She yeah. definitely looked worse off. Yeah. And so the one who was sickly, um, Hisu, she actually left the school. And so we see here, though, she's walking outside. She's kind of staggering about. And we see some liquid falling down from between her legs. And that can really only mean, you know, one one major thing that you can think really, of. Yeah. She's pregnant. So and she's going into labor. So we don't know who the father is and um, but we we see that she's in a state of emergency at this point. So we're going to kind of follow her storyline as uh, the episodes go on. It's pretty interesting, although I do feel bad for that character. Yeah, I do as well. Um, around this time, we also see that the archers are on their way back from their tournament. And <laughs> okay, this this scene cracks me. We just oh my god, we just watch this coach start berating Hari. So she's just being criticized by this coach. He just talks about how she has no future, <laughs> how none of them really have a future, or at least he just paints a picture of how difficult their lives are going to be and how hard it is for them to make it and how hard it is to be an Olympian. Right. But especially her because she's her. a senior. Right. And um, he said, this is your future. Yeah. She <laughs> she's <didn't>, your future. <laughs> she didn't score well on her exams, apparently. And this was kind of like her ace in the hole. Right. If she could perform good enough. Right. And unfortunately, he just spoke about her like she was a nobody yeah. because he's because to him, your grades are bad. Right. And you're a mediocre athlete. Mm, 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 mm. And so it was a hard <laughs> watch, but his delivery, I once again, I, I felt bad for how serious the circumstances are. Yeah. But um, it, it was yeah. just still funny. He really had her stand up in front of <laughs> stop, <laughs> all stop, of stop, her teammates. Stop, stop. He put her on the spot and good grief. He gave it to her raw. 
I can't. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. that was that was pretty messed that, up. That was rough. We'll see more of Harry later on. That was rough. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You don't have to be an expert archer to hit some zombies in the apocalypse. Right. So more yeah. on that later. Exactly. So um, we're also shown what is happening back at the hospital. Because if you remember, that is where... Um, we had our student go, who was actually bit by the infected mouse. That's Yangju. And so they're trying to get her like a CAT scan, right. some kind of imaging. And it appears that she's seizing. So they run over to the machine and they pull her out. And she just immediately goes full zombie mode. No more sedation. Contortionist. <laughs> Contortionist, Yes. She bends all the way backwards and like her head is like touching the heels of her feet. It looks gnarly. That was a good scene. Yeah. That was a good scene. That was, that had this real, had a real, it's, this is one of the, these are one of the parts where the horror elements really shine Mm -hmm. in the show. Just the contorting. It's almost like body horror. And zombies. To get, well, I guess zombie is a type of body. Yeah, horror. right. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. In a I guess sense. it would be if they went more into how they're feeling. Hmm. If we're shown some first person, if we were shown more first person perspective on on what it's like to be turning into a zombie, I guess that would make it more. Yeah. Body well, horror. that happened in this episode. Yeah. So, but we'll touch on that a little That's bit right. later. That's <laughs> right. It, it does happen. <laughs> yep. So back at the hospital, we have these um, like radiology technicians in this <laughs> so room. Confused. They don't know what's going on, but she just starts attacking and she just starts biting. And there are people <laughs> out in the hall that are hearing like commotion and they're like, what's that? Ah, oh, help me. <laughs> yes. And so one of them manages to come out of the room and she's asking for them to call the police. Um, so you know they're being attacked, and she's completely bloody just and biting people. Yes, and he, she just continues to bite the technician. And there's this crazy, <laughs> there's this crazy thing that happens at the end of the scene. She's like, um, Hyangsu, she just Hyangju is crawling across the hallway, and she's just like dragging her body like super fast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> down the hall. It does I know look. You found that funny. I I found it funny and kind of creepy because man, if I were to see that in person, that would freak me all the way out. It's a great idea for a haunted house. Actually, yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Body dragging, you know, <laughs> right. rapidly across the floor. Right. They can get some materials too to make it look like they that they don't have legs or don't have the use of their legs. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting and pretty freaky. Yes. We're back at the school and we're taken back to Chansan and Anjo and the rest of the rest of the gang. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so they're attempting to make some emergency calls. Right. And Chansan. Oh my goodness. I mean, he's a kid and honestly what he's seeing (laughs) Is is exactly what he <laughs> thinks it is. He leads with telling the um, operators that right. there are zombies at the school right. at Hyosan High School. Right, and it's like, oh man, you—they're not going to believe you. <laughs> like, you know, so I like, believe it. And at this point, I would question it. I would ask exactly <laughs> what's going on, but they really don't take him seriously. They threaten him with uh with a reprimandation. Right, too. They're just like, you know, you can get sued. You know you get in serious trouble for false reporting, right? Yes. <laughs> and pulling pranks like that. <laughs> and so next, Anjo takes the phone mm-hmm. and she calls the fire department and she's trying to get a hold. Well, fire department or another emergency yeah, line. Yeah, like or, another emergency yeah, line. something like that. Yeah. And so she, she starts saying, you know, her father is a firefighter and they don't know him. I really feel like she should have just led with what she says next. She right. tells them there's a fire at the school. She <laughs> yes. tells them what school it is. It's yeah. a big one. And they're like, we're on the way. Right. And that's where we see all the firefighters suiting up and, yes. and getting the trucks ready to go out. I feel like she could have led with that. It's forgivable that mm-hmm. she did not. She's young. She, right. She's young. Um, this actually leads to a scene that I thought was actually really cool and kind of creepy. I 
some of my favorite parts of like any kind of like disaster film, whether it's like zombies or natural disaster, is when everyone is starting to become aware of the situation and the gravity of the situation. How serious it is. Yeah, yeah. how serious it is. Like sends chills up your spine. And um, we're shown like the emergency center where all the operators are. And one guy is like, you know, hey, got a call from Hyosan High School about zombies. And then all of a sudden we hear like a phone ring and another operator picks it up and they're like, what? They're they're attacking at the hospital. They're yeah. like, <laughs> it's like biting. And then we right. hear all these these, you know, the phones are going off nonstop. People are picking it up and you hear them yeah. addressing these calls where there are people attacking others and and they're Attack acting like zombies. Acting like zombies right after they made fun right, of them. Right, right after they made fun of them. And so it's like, oh man, you can kind of see them like their whole demeanor starts to change and it's like something is happening whether it's zombies we don't know but something crazy is happening and you know yeah it reminds it's me it's gonna of, be a big deal yeah you're right and, and it reminds me of of a great scene from the walking dead the, the graphic novel yeah where where rick says says zombies to somebody and the person is just like really zombies and he said yeah it at least i think it was rick and he just goes that, that's the main character of the walking dead for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know it's rick grimes right and he just admits that hey it, it took us a while to start using that word com- comfortably and it took them a while to to really accept that that's what they were seeing but at this point it's just okay we've had all these zombie movies you know, in real life, we've had all these zombie movies, uh-huh. and if we see people running and screaming and biting people, <laughs> whether or not these are, whether or not they're the zombies we've seen in movies along or whatnot, to me, that's pretty much a that's zombie. zombies, yeah. Somebody who, like, if they're not, if they're not right, and, you know, things are just not right with this person or these people, and they're, they're not, you're not able to to intelligently communicate and they're running around and biting that's pretty much yeah that's that's a zombie (laughs) i mean even in this episode chong san references train to busan yes (laughs) it's like yep right on the money so we know zombie movies are canon Mm -hmm. in in this world right that they have here so they have train to busan so that probably means they have night of the living dead right you know so so that's the it's but also it's like come on you know what a zombie is yes (laughs) exactly so, you know, while they're in the classroom, we have another classmate and her name is Nyon and she is freaking annoying oh. and she stands around and she makes demands of the other classmates and she has a really big issue with um, with Changsan's best friend, Gyeongsu. And so we can kind of see um, her. She and and Gyeongsu are just kind of throughout the episode and even in later episodes kind of going at it. And so, um, you know, during this episode, this is where we start to see kind of their interactions and and we kind of see how she is. And she's just really high strong and does, wants everyone to do things for her. She doesn't right. really pitch in that much. She doesn't really pitch. She doesn't pitch in that much. I will say that I will say that originally I thought that she didn't do anything at all, anything helpful at all. I found out that that's that's not exactly accurate, but we will have more. We well, there's more on that later. Yeah, more more of that later. Mm-hmm. So while the kids are inside of the classroom, um, they're supposed to be keeping the door shut. So supposed that, to be. Yeah, so that nothing can come in. Nothing and who arrives? Coach Kong. Coach Kong comes inside and he closes the door behind him and he starts to instruct the kids to kind right. of barricade the door. Oh, and, and the before windows. you go any further, before you go any further, yeah. Coach Kong is here. Everybody is excited. Coach Kong is here to stay for a very long time. <laughs> I just want you to know. I just want you to know that the, that um, that you will enjoy this character throughout the series of watching it. 
<laughs> Please Coach stop. Kong, everybody. Okay, continue. <laughs> Please stop. Okay. So um, you'll find out what happens next. Coach Kong arrives in the classroom and he starts to try to take control of the situation, instructing the kids to bring all the chairs and the desks over to the door. And there are windows which allow you to see out into the hallway and see inside of the classrooms from the hallway. So he wants them to kind of push everything up against that wall to prevent the zombies from getting in. And as they're doing this, someone notices that, oh, Coach Kong is bit. Right. Right? They they somehow figure out that he got bit. And sure enough, Coach Kong is bit. And he turns. And he turns. And good on the kids. Good on the kids because, you know, they caught it. Yeah. And the first thing that anybody should be doing in this situation when, you know, there's zombies outside... And then a person gets into your barricade or gets into whatever shelter. Mm-hmm. The very first thing that needs to be done is an examination. Definitely. See if these people get, you know, see if these people are bitten somewhere. I mean, really, you know, I hate to <laughs> I hate to make it sound vulgar. They should really do a strip search because what if they got bit somewhere that wasn't so obvious exactly i feel like in this case they were lucky Uh uh-huh they were lucky with uh with coach kong because because he got bit in a really obvious area this guy didn't even try to hide it yeah at least he was nice enough to show that he got he clearly was bitten on his (laughs) forearm right well, he turns and he actually gets one of the students. He gets a female student. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad. I was felt sad. awful. She's like, I don't want to die. And She's I'm like, like oh, my I gosh. Do? I die. Like, oh, those are the worst ones. Yeah. Like, it's almost better if it's almost better when it's quick. You know, that it has to have if they're not going to, you know. Well, I'll save that for another. Conversation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I, now- I almost spoiled. I almost did a spoiler a deep spoiler because we're already giving you spoilers if you haven't watched it but i almost did a deep spoiler for those who might not have seen the episode episode. (laughs) well the whole series well we'll hold on to that spoiler so now the kids are dealing with two zombies because now the female student has turned and so they're trying to quickly remove uh (laughs) the chairs and, and and everything from the door so they can kind of so they can get out and, um, you know, they finally able to escape the room and they end up having to face off with a bunch of zombies in the hall. And so they kind of set up, they, they use a door from one of the classrooms to kind of create a barrier between themselves and right. the zombies that are before them. And also the zombies that are behind them. They have another barrier set up. So they're like, running like moving through the hall trying oh, to get know to what? another room you know what <laughs> sorry to interrupt because yeah. you're explaining this part so well but here's one part where where nayang nayang was actually kind of helpful although she was really trying to just help herself in the moment yeah she's the first one to initially i paid a t- i paid close attention she's the first one to initially start um start uh taking the chairs down okay that's true. to try to yeah. leave it so there because because like i said i had this theory that she just does nothing mm-hmm. but complain the whole time that's not exactly that's not exactly accurate she's not at this point she's really not a likable character and i i do um at this point i do not like this character yeah. at this point in the story uh they, I will say that they do more complaining than helping. Yeah, she definitely does more complaining than helping. Like, that's like her biggest contribution is complaining. So here we have the kids. Um, they successfully make their way through um, groups of zombies in the hall. And they're trying to get to the lab. They finally get there. But the door is locked. So um, they're actually able to break the lock. I think Anjo... Until she grabs a water hose. That's right. Yes. A water hose um, that might have been used to help put out a fire. Uh, one of those long water hoses that you would see attached to like a fire truck. Right. And so she uses the the spout of that to 
knock into the lock. She's able to break it. The kids rush inside and they close the door behind them. So there was a lot of commotion before this, but they finally make it in. Anjo reaches in her pocket to grab her phone. I guess she's going to try to make another phone call, maybe try to reach her dad. But, uh uh-oh, the phone is missing. She glances out into the hall, and right at that moment, one of the zombies just tramples all over her phone. Yes. It's a done deal. (laughs) That's it for that. She has no phone now. (laughs) Yep. So the kids immediately barricade the door and the windows with the chairs and the desks inside of the classroom. And uh, once again, we have Nyan going at it with just complaining and just really, just really riding Gyansu. Right. She's she's getting sick. He is right. She's blaming him for what transpired in the last classroom for allowing the coach inside. She feels like he was the one that was supposed to have um, locked, the, locked door. the door. But it's like, you know, Nayon, instead of just standing around, you could have done that yourself. You could have right. helped out. She could have done that herself. And when and when just, you know, when the crap hit the fan, mm-hmm. Nayon was all she did was just fall down to the floor and put her hand in her head. Like as as the coach is flipping out. Right. He gets up. He bites somebody she doesn't really do much to 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 fight him i will say that when i will say that one thing she did do was uh well yeah i'll talk about that later yeah yeah yeah, i I, I mean i just characters like nyan and no shade to the actor because she's doing a great job portraying this character but I mean, people like this, you don't need people like this in an emergency situation. No. Someone who is just going to be casting blame, never pitching in, not coming up with ideas. Just you already there. have right. You already have zombies to worry about. Uh, prop, presumably a shortage in resources mm-hmm. like food and shelter. Right. There's there's already the all the shelter they have in the school it's just not really good enough mm-hmm. it, it's not going to hold up well it's not going to hold up well unless like we said earlier unless they started clearing floors out commando yeah. style <laughs> <laughs> no it's already a tense situation we don't need to add that on top of it so man that sucks for them that they've gotten Nyan <laughs> right. amidst their group but um we do see that Su Hyuk, though, is missing. He was with them. If you recall, he and Namra joined the group. But he somehow got separated from the group. And we don't know where he is. Yeah. So we're taken back to the roof where in the previous episode, we saw uh, Chulsu and Yunju, Yunji, who were up on the roof. Right, and, yeah. and one of them was about to jump off that roof. Right, but Yoon-Gi. she's but uh, but Yunji, she's stopped because she's un she's understandably startled by the fact that there's people already jumping out of the windows, right. and she's not really a, understanding what's going on. But she can clearly see some people. Well, the the two of them can clearly see people running mm-hmm. from other people who are screaming and and biting and and when we say biting they're not just if you haven't seen uh, this they're not just biting no. they're tearing clumps uh, of of flesh just think if you could think just think about how it might look if you were to just <laughs> just grab a rotisserie a cooked rotisserie please. chicken and just pull the meat up that's so disgusting. like that's just, that's how <laughs> I That's can't. how it looks. It looks disgusting. It looks disgusting. So they're witnessing that from the roof. Mm-hmm. And we're taking back to that roof where they're just trying to discuss it. Yeah, they're they're wondering what's going on. Right. And they're watching things transpired out in, in the courtyard. And uh, then we're also taken to Guinam, who we saw earlier on in the first episode as well. And again, they're kind of building up this cast of characters that they're going to yeah. kind of follow over the next, um, you know, however many episodes. So Guinam, he's still alive. 
he's hiding in the lunchroom and um, we're going to keep checking in with him a little later as well right. in this in this uh, season. Um, and then we're introduced to some new characters. To Mijin. Right? Yeah. We're, we're introduced to Mijin and at this point an unnamed male friend who are in the bathroom. And this male friend is in there with, uh, he's in there with another, with another female. And, and uh, that's when Mijin overhears a conversation that that uh, that the two of them are having in another stall. Mm-hmm. So Mijin's in one stall. Uh, this unnamed male and unnamed female are in the other bathroom stall. And something that the female says makes Mijin's ears perk up. Like <laughs> yeah. Her spider sense goes off. Oh, yeah. She gets out of her stall, goes over to the next stall, and pulls the male student out and basically explains this girl is in in her own Mijin way explains that this girl is infected you need to stay out of that stall we need to stay Mm -hmm. away from her they they try to kill this they try to kill this uh student they try to kill the girl because she turns right after she turns of course they try to kill her they are unsuccessful these things we learn that these things are hard to kill they are resilient they are Mm -hmm. hard to kill they they stuck um they stuck a piece of wood. They took like a mop, like handle, a mop or... handle. They stuck a mop handle through this girl's mouth, yeah. through the zombie's mouth, and it just would not stop coming after mm-hmm. them. Now that was wild to me because yeah. in a lot of the zombie lore that we that's read, yeah, or that see, be yeah it. it's like it. Yeah, that's it. You know, you hit him in the head if it's in the mouth or any part of the head. Right, they're done for. But. She kept going. She kept going. Understand that we don't mean that, oh, it just didn't kill it. It was still angry. Yes. It almost seemed like it was more pissed off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really still trying to get her, even with this yeah. like mob handle, you know, being yeah. stuck on it. Sparing nothing. That was the wild. Trying to get them. <laughs> yeah. Really bizarre. Yeah. So then what we see, what actually does do the trick. Right. Is an arrow to the head. Is what it looked like. Well, the arrow to the neck. To the rather. neck, yeah. Yeah. It really just went through the neck and... And just, that was it. That was it. That was it. That I thought that was interesting because usually it's headshots, mm-hmm. usually a wood all the way through the mouth that should do it. Right. Uh, like, well, when it goes through the mouth and through the back of the head, that usually it takes care of it. Uh-huh. Or damaging the, the chest cavity. Yeah, even that. That, seem, that seems to do it. Uh, this These things are tough. But I think it's funny that they're so tough, but the neck, that's that's really specific. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, you know. But that's interesting. I think maybe they were just yeah. trying to come up with something different. Make it different. And I'm okay with that. And Yeah, uh, but what's next? Like stomping them on the foot? Just <laughs> no, like or shooting them in the let's foot? Let's hope it doesn't get that, <laughs> that corny. Yeah. You know? But um, that arrow we see comes from none other than the failure, apparently. That is Hari. So she's right. back at the school. She has a friend bus. with her. Yep, she has a friend with her. And Hari gets the job done. Right. Although she's still suspicious of whether or not whether or not the Mijin and her new friend from the bathroom are are infected somehow mm-hmm. or not. And I really liked that because the last time we saw Hari was on, on the bus. Right. And so you can only imagine what things Hari saw to make her go from how she was when we last saw her mm-hmm. to this more calculated person, you know, who's not just happy to see you, but is wondering whether or not you're infected and whether or not she has to shoot you. Yeah. So I I, I liked that aspect of it. Yeah, that was cool. Right. So next... Miss Park makes an announcement over the loudspeaker and trying to encourage people to to what like leave. Yeah. Still trying to encourage people to leave. And this is this is the part where I have the strongest I can forgive Miss Park before, Mm -hmm. but here's where I strongly disagree with her. By now, Miss Park has to have seen from the window 
just how bad it is. So they're yeah, not just from the window. I remember right. when she was making her way up the stairs. Yes. Immediately from the principal's in the office. School. Yeah. She saw another student attack a student. Right. And she tried to get them to stop, not realizing what it was that she was dealing with. And she almost got bit herself. I believe it was another staff member. Was it a staff member? Okay. Yeah, it was another. It they seemed, did seem a little seemed, older. It, yeah, it seemed yeah. like a staff member. And she's just thinking that it's just somebody attacking somebody regularly until yeah. she sees a, like I said before, with the rotisserie chicken, oh, how she just sees a please. plug get taken oh. out of this person. So when we're telling people, even even if it's not kids, even if even if every even if you're working at a place where everybody's an adult. Mm-hmm. What are you really telling these people to do when you're telling them to leave what we assume to be some type of decent shelter? Yeah. To go out there, like people are dying and turning so easily. You look out, I know you're, you brought the school itself is a problem. Yeah. Because in this school, understand you know we're 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 kind of giving you scene by scene but not really you have to really watch the show to understand what a chore it is for somebody to just get up the stairs yeah people just trying to get up the stairs there's like 12 zombies mm-hmm. all trying to get you on on one staircase that's pretty that's pretty bad and when right. you get outside you're just you're just open range game. You are. You know? <laughs> I will say for somebody who doesn't quite understand that you're dealing with zombies and an infection. Right. If they just think for some reason the students are violent or, or and some of the staff are violent, then I could see them wanting the students to get away, thinking that you're right. doing the right thing by sending them home because the danger is here. Not understanding that. You know, this is an infection you're dealing with. You can be sending students home who are infected and um, or you can be sending uninfected students home to infected people. Right. But of course, she doesn't. doesn't Again, if she doesn't realize that, um, you know, it could be that she was infected and, you know, infect others. She's not thinking that it's spread outside the school. And it really could be that she might be thinking, well, well, right. Just what you think. She she might just think that it's an isolated event. Exactly. Some type of horrific phenomenon that that's only happening at that school. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I guess we can forgive (laughs) Miss Pac. For now, we can forgive Miss Park. For now. (laughs) Yes. And so here we have Mr. Nam now. And he's Mr. with his Nam. unit. Yeah, Mr. Nam. And that's Unjo's father, um, if you forgot. And we see that he and his unit receive a bunch of accident reports, including one from Hyosun High School. And so, of course, that's immediately on his radar because that's where his daughter goes to school. And um, it appears that he's going to try to take some kind of action um, with regards to that. Back at the high school in the classroom that we've been following... Isak tries to comfort Anjo because, you know, Suhyo is not with them. He somehow got separated. They know how dangerous it is out there in in the hallways and in other classrooms. Right. You know, the likelihood that something could have happened to Suhyo is high. It's high, yeah. pretty high. So they we, may never see him again. Right. They may never they may never see him again, or they may <laughs> never see him again the way he once was. Um <laughs> But Unjo is sad because she really likes Suhyuk. And, um, you know, Isak and Unjo start to hold hands. They're best friends. And Isak is comforting her. But Unjo notices that Isak's hand is cold. And she points it out. And then Isak's nose begins to bleed. Uh, and really it's, sad. it's sad. These are the telltale signs that she is, she is turning. turning. And, you know, we mentioned earlier, we were talking about the body horror aspect yes. of zombies. And we do actually get she to see. She starts to describe her, her turning. Well, sort of. we start to actually see a first person view of what it looks like. Her That's eyes right. were becoming red. And we were able to see through her eyes and, you know, there's kind of like this red filter on the camera, um, kind of grainy filter. And she's looking around the classroom and you can kind of see what she's seeing and her vision is um, blurring and it's red. 
So, uh, you know, it's sad. She, she's like, I'm not, I'm fine. You know, she's trying to reassure them, even though she's turning. Yeah. And she, and well, besides trying to reassure them, it seemed like there was, it seemed like some of the people didn't want to accept that they were turning. Of course. And they're turning. And it just really makes it even more sad. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and drop an F in the chat for Isak. Drop an F in the chat for Isak, yeah. you know. She's a good friend. So she eventually, Isak, eventually succumbs to the infection mm-hmm. and begins to attack her classmates. Isak lunges for Anjo, but thankfully, Changsan pushes her out of a window. Yeah. And Anjo tries, she's trying to hold on to Isak. And here's where, you know, here's a rare, next we're given a oh, rare okay. scene <laughs> yes. of Nayeon being useful. Surprise, surprise, surprise it has to, <laughs> well, the real, well, it's not, well, it's surprising that she's helping, but it's not surprising that it involves her knocking somebody out of a window, zombie <laughs> or not. So, <laughs> so, you know, because she's so mean-spirited. Yeah. So, Na, Na Young passes Changsan a chair, and he uses the chair to basically beat the zombified Isak off of Anjo's hand, hand to the, much to the, you know, detriment of Anjo. Anjo seems even more sad than she was before she's just really going through it she didn't really want to accept that her friend Isak was a zombie Mm -hmm. and so we're shown scenes where we're given a scene where Chang San's really trying to comfort her and remind her that you know if if you don't go on living all of this stuff was for nothing all the people who died saving other people, they mm-hmm. they died for nothing. You have to you have to keep going and that there's people who so they have a little conversation and she says that there's nobody left that she likes. This serves as a double meaning as we know that Chanson probably secretly likes Anjo. Right. And but he, you know, he takes it like a G. He's just like, Oh well, you know, there's people who like you. Exactly. And yeah. you should go on for them. I, I, I felt for my dude. On that yeah. I, it, they also did this like sad thing where they showed like a montage of, of Isak and Anjo. <laughs> yeah. Memories of them the, together. Memoriam. They did a memoriam. Yes, they did. <laughs> well, that scene takes us to another where we're shown that, hey, Suhyuk is alive. Yes. And well, but he is a little trapped. He's in a classroom and he's hiding because there are zombies in that classroom. That was funny, though. It was funny. Like, that was a funny scene, though, where he drops like a pencil. Yeah. Or something. And there's (laughs) this one twitchy zombie in there. This zombie was one of the like all the zombies are a little twitchy in this. Uh But this one was one of the twitchy. It just started twitching. And his head cocked to the side. <laughs> he started crawling over yes. to, to Suyuk. <laughs> he had to get out of there. He had to try to find a way out. <laughs> and uh, so back in the classroom, Jong San decides it's best to leave and instructs Yang Su to open the classroom door just enough to peek through. And then um, they actually decided it's probably best to kind of fashion a rope ladder out of that water hose. And he grabs the water hose, although he had some a hard time reaching the water hose, which was out in the hall. That's the same water hose that Unjo used earlier to break the lock to the classroom door. He's trying to reach it. He can't quite reach it. And like, oh my gosh, he like closes his arm and he closes his eyes rather. Right, it reaches his reaches, arm out. Yeah, and I'm like, there are zombies out there that could have easily bit his arm and hand. You know, on that part, I was almost <laughs> like, well, that's it. Johnson's dead. <laughs> I know. Like, why would you do that? I mean, at least look yeah. at what you're doing, man. My first like instinct would have been to grab something from inside right, the classroom inside. that could have some reach, right? And so he eventually does that. He takes a mannequin's arm. Right. And he's able to successfully pull the hose into the classroom. They tie it to make footholds all along it. And um, because the plan is to hang it out the window 
to escape that room right. and get to using a different it floor. as a ladder. Exactly, using it as a ladder to escape. Like they they build a rope ladder mm-hmm. out of the fire hose to escape to the to the lower f- floor. So at this point, um, Gyeongsu goes down first down the ladder mm-hmm. and is is uh, united with Miss Park. So we find out that this is the broadcast room right below them. And Miss Park is already there. So that's good. Yes. The other students, they start making their way down to. And just when we get to the last student in the room, John Sun, the zombies break into the classroom mm-hmm. as, as the students are leaving. And um, we're left with we are left with the last scene being. The zombies charging out of the window after yes. Chiyon's son as he attempts to escape through the window. So it's another supercharged ending. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like we, we don't know what yeah. Zon's fate is going to be. We don't know. Um, did he go flying out of the window with the other zombies? We'll right. have to we'll wait have until to find out. Yeah. episode three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um I wow. like this episode. How about you? I did too. There was a lot of action. Um, I've got to say this episode and the first episode, um, I feel like this had more action than the first one. Understandable. Right. But I was fine with that. It's the first episode. They have to set a lot of things up. The pacing might be a little bit different. But yeah, I was satisfied. The gore um, in every episode so far, the gore has been That's top been rated. Yeah. Yeah. Top quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. Top show. So, yeah, we definitely encourage you guys, if you have not seen episode two, if you haven't seen episode one, if you haven't seen the whole series, go and watch it. You need to go and watch it. I will say that I thought this episode was going, I I thought the way that they were going to go with this episode was more explanations, Uh, giving us exposition and things like that. And mm -hmm. so the action, I wasn't expecting it to be this action packed. So it was a pleasant surprise. For right. Me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yep. And we'll be back with another review of episode three. Yeah. Episode yeah. three. And you can catch us back at the same place at the same outlets, no matter where you're listening. Yeah. Catch us next time with that episode three. Yep. And as always, if you have any questions for us, any comments, if you have suggestions of reviews you'd like for us to cover, um, please feel free to message us at neversleepagainreviews at gmail.com. And you can also send us a message on Facebook and Instagram at neversleepagainreviews. Right. And you can also hang out with us on our YouTube channel. That's Never Sleep Again, where we put out weekly videos, um, movie reviews, and more. So, you know, feel free to check in with us there. And do check in with us because we appreciate you listening in with us. We love you. Yes. And we thank you for listening with us. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And you've been listening to The, the Theremin, Theremin Chronicles. Chronicles.